This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuning in to the new TNN. This is a new TNN special report. Good evening. I'm Johnny C, and welcome to the new TNN podcast feed. Well, folks, the news is out. WWE is joining forces with the Ultimate Fighting Championship on a pay-per-view basis. But more importantly, it is confirmed. Endeavor. Looking to purchase WWE Entertainment to merge with the UFC in a a deal worth an untold amount of potential billions rocks the wrestling world. I, Johnny C, have obtained a very special document. Courtesy of CNBC. Repeat. Courtesy of CNBC. All references must be sourced to CNBC. Thank you, CNBC. Now... According to CNBC, and more importantly, uh, CNBC's Scott Wapner from Squawk on the Street conducted an interview recently with WWE co-founder. Co-founder? Who did he found it with? I guess Linda on paper? Uh, Co-founder and executive chairman Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. and Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel. And they spoke with Scott Wapner on CNBC. And while CNBC has yet to publish the official transcript of the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, here at the new TNN, we have obtained the unofficial transcript of said interview. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment-based vehicles, uh, the new TNN and Johnny C present a reimagining of said interview. Uh, Now, Scott Wapner... The host of this program is a generic white man, and so I will be using my generic white man voice for Scott Wapner. Now, Ari Emanuel, a gentleman I don't have much exposure to, but since his name is Ari, and he works for Endeavor, and he founded the UFC, I'm going to assume he sounds something like Jeremy Piven's Ari Gold. Yo, it's Ari Gold. Come on, E. Don't you want to sign up for this new movie I'm going to get you in? Oh, E, come on. you got to talk to Vince. No, not that Vince. Vincent Chase, Aquaman. That, that, that's going to be Ari. And of course, uh, you know, Johnny C is uh, no stranger to the concrete man himself. 
Uh, but you have to keep in mind, these days, Vince McMahon looking like the Frito Bandito, if you will. Vince McMahon looking like El Guapo from, uh, I almost said Three Musketeers for the Three Amigos. Vince McMahon looking like the villain of the week from Bounty Law on CBS. Also, strangely, looks like the, the one of the Moon Knights, the one that's very angry. Not the one with the high voice, but the one who's like, We will destroy you, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. We are shaking our middle fingers very, very loudly. Yeah, can you see us? He looks like one of the goddamn Moonanites. Anywho, let's go ahead and get this bad boy underway. <clears throat> Scott Wapner. Uh, just a reminder, this is for parody purposes only. All right. Scott Wapner. Endeavor won the Battle Royal for the WWE after what our own colleague David Faber reported last week was a, quote, hot and heavy auction. Under the terms of the deal, Endeavor will merge its UFC brand with the WWE forming a new company that will eventually go public on the New York Stock Exchange. The transaction values the entity at some $21 billion. $12 billion for the UFC, $9.3 for the WWE. That is a substantial premium over WWE's current $6.5 billion market cap. Now, after the deal closes, expected in the fourth quarter, Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in the new enterprise, while existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% interest. So how exactly do these two parties end up, (laughs) if you'll excuse the pun, as tag team partners? We asked Endeavor CEO, Ari Emanuel, and WWE founder, Vince McMahon, during an exclusive interview on Sunday in Los Angeles, where the WWE was holding its two-day WrestleMania extravaganza. Well, this is the biggest thing Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon have ever done. Combining forces like this? There's nothing like this. There's never been anything like this. People might talk about this for a long time. Sure, there have been other powers that have unified over the years. The Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, or Mega Powers... Hulk Hogan, Bruce Beefcake, Mega Maniacs. Uh, let's not forget about Zeus, the Macho King, uh, the the Human Wrecking Royalty Machine. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Austin, there was Austin and McMahon. There was Austin and Helmsley, yeah, the two-man power trip. And there was Austin Tyson Michaels at WrestleMania 14. You ruined it. You ruined WrestleMania. Um, Mr. McMahon, if we could just get back on point here, uh, there were a lot of other suitors. Sure there were. But Ari, really, really the synergies, everyone was very interested in us, and I and I appreciate that, but but these synergies that Ari, he fucking said synergies twice, but these synergies that Ari brings, uh, totally different than everyone else. He's, I mean, have you seen the man? I mean, he's very handsome. Uh, we played some racquetball, I don't mind telling you, and, 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 and on the court, you know, Ari, Ari was able to do things, and he was able to, to flex in ways that I never expected. And, and he dove for a ball, and, well, I don't mind telling you that Ari's midriff was exposed, and, and well, damn it, I appreciated that. And, you know, Ari has, uh, well, he's made me want to be a better man, hence my appearance today. So Ari uh, encouraged you to dress like a villain of the week from a Western serial? Well, you know, villain, villain is a, is a tag that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Uh, I'm more of a free-spirited entrepreneur. And uh, that being said, uh, the synergies that Ari brings are totally different than anyone else. All right, well, that said, many doubted we would ever see this day that you would ever be willing to sell a controlling stake in your company. 
You are the WWE, and the WWE is you. So why? Well, you know, Scott Wapner, it's, it's important that you realize, first and foremost, that I am the WWE, and I've been uh, a large part of the television premium product that's been produced over the course of some 30 years. But, uh, you know, the truth is, uh, Scott, we make movies. We make movies of a weekly vehicular nature, and we stream these movies uh, to a mass global audience that touts uh, of a free speech nature to all of our supporters and, and advertisers. Uh, it's the right time. It's the right time to do the right thing, and it's the next evolution of WWE. You know, there's been uh, the rock and wrestling era, the new generation. Anything can happen in the WWF. Uh, you know, there's been some attitude. And after attitude, things trailed off, and I needed to see something different from my, my from my athletes. I needed to see ruthless aggression. But then things got, you know, a little too ruthless, and uh, we had some murders, if you will, and, and things needed to be tamed and toned into a PG nature. And then we decided to get over the top with a global streaming WWE network platform, but it is the next evolution of WWE. Now, I could probably do what Ari is right now. You know, it'll take me ten years, though. And it's hard for a concrete Vince McMahon to admit this. But you know, in the time I would grab those 10 years, he'll be 10 years ahead of you. So it's like it makes all the sense in the world for all these synergies, he said it again, that we have to extract and all the value that we can out of the marketplace. The deal values UFC, you mentioned some numbers 12 billion in WWE at 9.3 billion. That's a big number. WWE's market cap is six and a half. Here's what I would say, exactly why we did this, because I think we're getting the purest value. I don't think the WWE was getting the pure value. You know, when Vincent E. wanted to make Mena Ian, I got him that pure value. And Turtle, I got him that date with Ronda Rousey. And who's that fucking guy that takes my calls? You're a bitch. I don't like that guy. Jim Cameron's on my speed dial. Aquaman. 38 million opening day. Mandy Moore. I mean, these are words that are important. My phone. I got a Blackberry. I got a Flip. I got a Razor. I got a Motorola. I got that Chirp Chirp. I mean, I'm an agent. I don't think the WWE is getting the pure value. Combine its rarefied air, the two of us, and I think the analysis will be able to do it. It's good for the shareholders. Shareholders of WWE and for the shareholders of Endeavor. And then when you look back, I don't believe that the Endeavor shareholders were getting pure play for the rest of the assets that we had. And I think for the first time, you now have the ability to do that in both situations. You know, Jim Cameron wanted my client, Vincent Chase, to be in the water. This is not Titanic, Jimbo. It's the future. We got computers. I don't want to be wet all day. And that's a win-win. Which is what Vince and I have always talked about. When I throw these kind of numbers out to you, I mean the word on the street, as they say on the streets, was that you wanted $9 billion. This values the WWE at 9.3. So despite everything that's happened, I'm a visionary. Oh, well, you hit the number. Yes, deservedly so. I'm a visionary, damn it. And no, this is not added. He actually cut him off to say, I'm a visionary. You know, there have been many visionaries in our time. I think the model Rick Martel stands stands to be uh, one of the greatest visionaries. Uh, we've seen the mighty Hercules. He had vision. He had scope. He had an idea. An idea to be powerful. But you can't be powerful without succumbing to glory. And then, by that very nature, I think Paul Roma was a bit of a visionary. And by an extension, the Doctor of Style Slick. But perhaps most importantly, 
greatest visionary of our time, the Warlord. The Warlord, of course, carried a scepter. A scepter with brand recognition. A scepter with a W. And no, it wasn't a W for the West Side. I wasn't West Side Ride Till I Die. <laughs> no, I was a Warlord. I was a globally recognized Warlord brand. And you know, speaking of Warlords, Genghis Khan has always been in my, uh, you know, a hero, someone I've looked up to. Uh, he spread a seed. Uh, he, I guess you could say that he's infected the globe with uh, the DNA of a Genghis Khan nature. And, uh, well, I think he's a visionary. Um, Seth Franklin Rollins, not so much visionary. Uh, but Vince McMahon, deservedly so, yes. But here's what I would also say to you. I'm sorry, Ari, did, did you have something to say? Yeah, here's what I also have to say to you. We paid a fair price, and I'll tell you why. Jim Cameron's offering Vincent Chase $1 million to be the Aquaman. I'm offering Vince McMahon $9.3 billion to be the concrete man. We paid a little bit for control premium with our cost cuts. There's new deals coming up, which right now in our cost savings, we think we can extract from the businesses right now and grow the businesses with all of our levers, whether it's international sales, domestic business, sponsorship business, gambling business, all the things that we do. I think it's, you know, I'd also say to you, when I bought IMG, everybody said I overpaid. It was actually one of the cheapest deals in sports. Cheaper than the budget of Meta Ian with that director guy who was a little loopy. But that's okay, because I get deals done. But I'm not fucking my wife. You see my wife? I'm fucking her left and right. But I'm not fucking her when I'm trying to make Aquaman or WWE deals. What's Mrs. Ari going to be doing, huh? Turtle? No. What about that Johnny Drama guy? You saying I want to watch a guy fuck my wife? CNBC? You know, we've... We... You know... For sure, when I bought the UFC, everybody was like at $4.2 billion. They were like crazy. We tripled the EBITA. Yeah, and I know what every single one of those letters means. IBITA. Okay? I got a tattooed across my forehead. Every business is tits and ass. EBITA. In the period of time. And now with this, this is going to be UFC 2.0. Version numbers. Branding. Raising the bar. 2.1. 2. 0.101 increase revenues dynamics synergies charts ROI KPIs okay download this it all relates to things in the flywheel that we can bring in okay you know the when you're on a private jet with a guy like Vinny Chase or Vinny McMahon or, or even Shane McMahon you know it's all about flywheels you know, I got this guy that flies planes for me, this Eric Bischoff guy, okay? And he's always talking about flywheels. Flywheels are the center of this business, okay? It's balance sheets, flywheels, over-the-top streaming, NFTs, click-throughs, okay? It's Venmos, it's cash apps, it's tweets, it's ticks, ticky-tocky-tolk, Okay? There's value there. There's branding. Imagine Mandy Moore on TikTok fucking Vincent Chase. The balance sheet's incredible. Our debt ratio is less than three times. Our free cash flow conversion is unbelievable. So I think when people look at this business on a combined basis and also look at the remaining assets for bull shareholder, it's incredible. 
Now, the newly created sports and entertainment giant will have Emmanuel, a CEO, with current WWE CEO Nick Khan staying on as a president of the brand. Dana White continues as president of the UFC, while Mark Shapiro assumes the role of president and CEO of both Endeavor and the new company. The wild card throughout this bidding process was what role, if any, WWE founder McMahon would play after a sexual misconduct scandal and investigation revealed he paid four women $12 million in hush money. McMahon was forced to retire thereafter. He did leave the company for nearly six months before returning to help lead a potential transaction, and most had assumed McMahon would leave altogether if a deal happened. But he is staying on as an executive chairman of the board at the behest of Emmanuel himself. What I thought was interesting, Ari, is that Vince is going to be executive chairman of the new company. That implies that he is going to have a say. Of course he's going to have a say. I mean, what'd you think was going to happen? You think Ari Gold's going to show up and everything magic's going to happen overnight? I got business to do. Jim Cameron's calling me about Aquaman 2, The Way of the Water. Not to mention Aquaman 3, Fire in the Hole. Aquaman 4, Shove That Stick Up Your Ass. And Aquaman 5. Alright? That's going to feature, uh, what's her name? Mara. Who plays that Mara bitch? That's going to feature, uh, you know, she was married to that one guy, Amber Hurt. Amber Hurt twat is going to be... Don't correct me. Okay? I'm a fucking businessman. Amber Heard's twat is going to be in Aquaman 5. I'm closing deal. I got shit to do. Okay? I can't take phone calls from Johnny Drama. So, of course, Vince McMahon's going to be there. Because, as I said to you before, he's a man who has seen around the corners at every beat over the last four years this business. And has a vision for where this business uh, way before a lot of people see it. I mean, he's a visionary. He mentioned a lot of visionaries, too. He forgot to mention himself. I'm putting him right up there next to the warlord. Okay? Right in between Paul Roma. And you know what? He's going to be able to utilize what we've built on our flywheel. I'm telling you. Flywheel. Brand synergy. Over dynamic shareholder stock values, okay? Dashboards, digital metrics, stock ticker quote in real time. All right, these are not buzzwords, this is business. My space, all right? My space is ready for your ass. My dick and your ass. Your space is your ass. My dick is in it. Because that's how I conduct business. But speaking of the flywheel, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I got Vince McMahon, a visionary that sees around corners. I got Dana White. And he slaps the shit out of competition. And what we've built, that's pretty unstoppable. So you wanted him to stay? Oh my God! Yes! Oh my God! Yes! Now, did he have to convince you to stay? Oh, no, no, honestly, not that much. Thank you for getting back to me. I, I think that uh, Ari here from the set of Entourage was, was speaking for a little bit longer, you know. Uh, Ari spoke a lot about important things in this business. Uh, you know, back in 1975, uh, Gino Morella, a dear friend of mine, taught me about some of the most important metrics in all of business. And, and those are the metrics of performance. The metrics of closed circuit purchasing. You know, the metrics of dynamic t-shirt endeavors. And I think when you combine those strategies with what villain of the week, evil, Frito Bandito Vince McMahon can offer, and what Ari Gold, Agents of the Stars, can 
offer. I feel like, well, you're going to be Chick-fil-A. And I'm going to be saying my pleasure. Because it's a pleasure to provide you with season, season continual entertainment on a round-the-clock basis that's available for streaming, that's available for download, that's available for purchase, that's available for streaming, that's available for networking. You know, the world is linked in these days. And the next evolution of world wrestling entertainment as well, it's beyond my reach. And that's why I've partnered with Endeavor. And that's why he didn't have to convince me to stay, I guess, to answer your uh, initial question. Well, would you have been, you know, let, let me stop you. I love what I do. I've loved building WWE all my life. It's my passion. And to have an opportunity to have it grow like this, in an exponential kind of standpoint, is like, well, can't be better than that. Flywheel, tweet, TikTok, tout, social engagement, interactivity. It's an interesting plot twist, because not a lot of people saw this coming. In fact, your own CEO, Nick Kahn, told our David Faber just back in February, quote, Vince has declared on the board to me that other upper management, he is 100% open to a transaction where he's not included in the company moving forward. Sure. <laughs> of course I said that. I gotta placate the fucking plebeians. I gotta tell you what I believe you want to hear. And what I believe you want to hear is what you want to hear, because I'm globally integrated. So you were ready to walk away? Absolutely. I mean, not really, but absolutely sure. Just put absolutely in the quotes, that'll be fine. That's what people want to think. That's what people want to hear. You know, let me stop you. I wasn't going to let him. And let me tell you, I didn't let Vinny Chase walk away. We've got a relationship for 23 years. Mena Ian. All right? And what's that little picture they made? Fucking Bronx Tale? Or what's that fucking movie that they made? The goddamn uh, Queens Boulevard. Aquaman. Mena Ian. Mandy Moore. Jim Cameron. There's trust. There's a friendship when you're going into business. And Lloyd, going forward, I think it's important. So give me my fucking messages. I'm glad he chose us because it's a very competitive situation. But for us, it's an honor. And also, we're so lucky because of his vision, where the business is, and where it's going over-the-top streaming. What happens if you guys disagree? The executive chairman, McMahon, says, I think we should be doing this. CEO Emmanuel says, no. I think we should be doing this, and this is my show. What happens? Well, what happens? There is... We have a little contest in the ring. That's right, Emmanuel. I challenge you to a match at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Vince McMahon character would say. But the Vince McMahon the man would say, All right, let's have a drink. I'll have some water. You'll have a fine Chardonnay. And we'll talk about things like grown-ups, like adults. Perhaps we'll thumb wrestle. Perhaps construct paper airplanes and see who can throw them further. After all, strategic strength and manhood is a... It's a key endeavor in participation of businesses, of logistical status, here in an over-the-top digital age. And I stand by what I've just said. Uh, some people are going to say he's not joking. All right, well, I guess I'm not joking. I weigh I by about 100 pounds, but I think that's the answer. Strategic integration of manhood into decision-making platforms is most likely the best endeavor to take. No pun intended. 
I don't even know what a pun is. I just invented it. Uh, but seriously, what happens if you guys disagree? Here's what's what, and here's what we hears, what we said, right? Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't embellish anything there, and I said it to him. If we disagree on something, then we want to do, guess what? We're not doing it. It's a relationship I have with Silver Lake. I'd never put that, and it's a relationship I have with Dana. Dana's got the say as it relates to UFC. Vince as it relates to WWE. Me as it relates to Vince, Mena Ian, Queens Boulevard, Aquaman, Jim Cameron, Mandy Moore, Turtle, Johnny Drama, and anything else. He's going to have the say. We, we have nothing to do with the creative process. That Vince Vince and that's Dana's situation. Yes, Dana Weiss involved in the creative process. Putting it out there right now. UFC over-the-top integrated brand synergy. Fake. All the back stuff, we're going to try and do what we do. I think that's what he wants. But if there's a disagreement, that's called a relationship. We work it out, that's how we do it. We, we have a drink together. Maybe we spin the flywheel, make a deal. I like that. Spin the flywheel, make a fly deal. Uh, Hunter. Uh, just a note, uh, next time we go to Saudi Arabia, integrate flywheel into the presentation of an over-the-top nature status platform. Now let me make it clear. Uh, I thought that you worked for me, Ari. On the creative side, Vince, do you plan to be as involved as you have in the past on the creative side? Well, yes and no. On a higher level, yes. In the weeds, which I always <laughs> love to get in the weeds in the past, but no. No, can't do that. Vince, that's a strange way to phrase your answer, and that was verbatim from a Johnny C. But what happens if Vince says, you know what, Mr. McMahon, the character, Mr. McMahon is dead. Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Mr. McMahon is dead. And yes, that's a direct quote from the exact CNBC interview, Mr. McMahon is dead. But aren't you, Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon? Uh, well, I, there's been a few Mr. McMahons in our time, myself, my father, my son Shane, the piece of shit that he is, but the, the bitch-ass Taurus Quad, did you see that? <laughs> ah, he's a pussy. Uh, but Mr. McMahon himself is dead. Your your father, Jess McMahon, or Vincent Kennedy McMahon Sr., Jess McMahon, his father, those Mr. McMahons are dead? No, Mr. McMahon is dead. He died some 15 years ago in a tragic limo explosion. Uh, he was resurrected and then killed again by Chris Benoit. Hmm. All right. Well, what if Mr. McMahon decides he wants to get back into the ring? You gonna let him? That's his choice. It's his choice. I'm his agent. He's my client. It's his choice. Purely his choice? Purely. Pure Colombian Mena Ian White. That's that's not going to happen. <laughs> Unless, of course, I decide that it's going to happen. And then by every means, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in an interactive nature. Yeah, I saw it. I meant to say it. Yeah. Okay, well, I have uh, some more questions for you now. You know, it was the biggest question, once it became clear that Vince McMahon was willing to sell a controlling stake in the WWE, what role, if any, would he play in a new company? Most assume McMahon would leave the ring altogether, following a sexual misconduct scandal that rocked the wrestling company. I asked McMahon about the emotions of parting with a business his father founded back in 1953 and, and whether that scandal ultimately led to this moment. You know, Vince, I can't help but wonder, and I have to ask you, had the scandal not happened, would we be sitting here today? Absolutely. I mean, the three of us would most likely still be alive, regardless of my sexual endeavors. Uh, and I use the Endeavor term as a registered trademark of World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated and all its subsidiaries. Ah, uh, Vince, uh, you know, we're actually going to own you. Well, that remains to be seen. Uh, but I do believe absolutely we'd be sitting here of a, in, in a basis of a seated nature. Um, we all have rear ends. 
Am I allowed to say that on CNBC? Uh, and regardless of my intercourseful interludes, uh, you would be able to sit in a chair. I'd be sitting in a chair, and, well, Ari might have a, <laughs> his own ego shoved up his ass. Ha <laughs> ha! Just kidding with you there, Ari. But I believe he'd be, he'd be willing to, he'd be able to sit on his rear end as well. So yeah, I believe we'd absolutely all be sitting here regardless of my, uh, sexual conquests, if you will. Why is that? Well, because it makes sense. Like I said, I've got an ass. Oh, now I said, CNBC, you know, producers looking at me because I said ass. Well, you know what? I've got a little attitude, ass man. But I've, because it makes sense, though, in all seriousness, uh, if you take, nothing else has ever happened like this before. And again, I'm always looking at what's best for our stockholders, what's best for the company, what's best for the flywheel of a over-the-top nature, and, and this is the best thing that has happened in a long, long time. Um, you know, it's it's really the best thing that's happened, well, maybe possibly ever. Um, you know, I, I don't like to compare myself to to other such members of historical nature, notwithstanding Genghis Khan, of course, as I previously mentioned, but, uh, you know, I would imagine that uh, most major religious organizations will be adjusting their uh, manifests adjusting their beliefs in concordancy with the fact that, uh, you know, Vince McMahon has returned to the world of the WWE, and, well, he's purchased Endeavor, and I just think that uh, as time goes by, uh, the the Mr. McMahon uh, visage will be, uh, will be added to the history books as the one who did it all, and who did them all, <laughs> except for Stephanie. Never was able to finish that uh, storyline. Yes, a storyline that I wrote for uh, Stephanie and her very large talent. Uh, but this is the best thing that's happened in a long, long time. All, all the WrestleManias combined. Being 39, including tomorrow, to really equal the magnitude of what we will do together. And I say no doesn't quite equal the magnitude of what we do together. Notwithstanding what I've done on my own, of course. I was able to take over that little town in Mexico just this earlier today. I was able to try out my new six-shooters. Uh, and of course, once they saw my evil mustache and the unique colorization of my hair, the townsfolk gave in right away. They said, oh no, it's El Guapo. And I said, well, I prefer to be known as El Atitudo, but uh, I suppose I'll take El Guapo as well. Did that event push you towards this day faster than you thought you'd ever be here? Well, to be honest with you, I didn't plan on taking over that little Mexican town until uh, Tuesday, so I don't see how it could have had a historical impact on my uh, personal desires of a desirable nature. Uh, but no, it didn't really, in and of itself, no. Uh, but it's great that we can combine all of this news together at the same time, you know? Endeavor, WrestleMania of 39 nature, of course, El Guapo, now the ruler of a small Mexican town, it's, it's, it's a good thing, it's a good day. Is this a good day? A good day. For Vince McMahon and the WWE, or is it perhaps... No, no, it's a great day. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ha ha! Yeah! Best day of my life! Get down! Get funky! Yeah! It's a new day! Shake your bootios! Shake your bootios! Hey! You black guys, get in here! Let's dance! Why aren't you coming in here? 
Is it because I called you the black guys? I'm sorry, I don't know your names. Fine, I'll dance myself. Yeah. Stand back. I, you know, I'll... Sario, Sario Vega, come in here. Get down, get funky. Oh, Vince, Sario, you ain't worked here for a long time. JR! Don't ruin my day. Don't speak into the microphone. You're here as my slave. Now that I've purchased Endeavor, I've purchased you. Uh, Mr. McMahon, I don't, I don't believe our viewers are going to be comfortable with what you're saying right now. <laughs> What's wrong? You're not ruthless enough? Don't you have the aggression to listen to my words? Well, or is it a tough day as well? This company has been in your family for 70 years. Is it a tough day? Well, no, I already answered that question. I don't know why you've repeated yourself, but I'll repeat myself, I suppose, and say it's a great day. Things had to evolve. You know, the WWE wasn't just some sort of small, single-cell organism that took a, deep, took a step from the oceans and, and decided, this world shall be mine, and then evolved to perhaps have an opposable thumb, and then the ability to, to speak, to hear, to touch, to feel, to see. I'm visionary. Uh, but things had to evolve. You know, family business, it all has to evolve for all the right reasons, even though I've, you know, that's why I've decided to eliminate members of my family over the years. Uh, eliminate them from the contention of controlling the WWE's interests. Um, and, and this is the right business decision thus far. It's the right family decision, okay? I'd like to be very clear. My family knew the right thing to do in this business. There's a time-honored tradition in this business and, and they didn't abide by it. McMahon's screwed McMahon's, if you will. Well, I want to ask you about how you think about your legacy given where you took this company. What's happened in the last year? The regrets you may have as a result of all that and how you think your legacy uh, will and your story will be told. Let me just say, I've made mistakes, obviously. Both personally and professionally through my 50-year career. Uh, those mistakes, not limited to... Linda, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Brock Lesnar the first time, Shane McMahon, referee Joey Morella signing him to WrestleMania 3 as he botched the three count. I probably should have never paid for Ted DiBiase to purchase that homeless man and force him to have plastic surgery to look like referee Dave Hebner in, 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 in hindsight. Probably not the best uh, circumstance for that man's life. You know, his life was tragically ended by Hulk Hogan after the main event on NBC. You know, probably regret uh, not having sex with Brandon Tartikoff, as he was propositioning me many times. Uh, which is which is not a bad thing. I'm going to make that perfectly clear. Two men love one another. Even if two men don't want to love one another and just want to, you know, have a Tuesday. You know, we all, we all have to get by, and we have to be true to ourselves. And and, and these, these these professional and personal mistakes, you know, that they, they go deeper. I regret not punching Eric Bischoff at Slamboree. You know, I regret not daring, telling Gerald Briscoe that, that I loved him before he passed away. I regret that Pat Patterson is still here while Gerald Briscoe is gone. You know, I regret not attending the funeral of The Undertaker. I regret not calling The Undertaker this morning and asking him how he was doing. And yes, I could still call him, even though he's had a funeral. He's a dead man, a supernatural, spiritual character, and 
He still walks the earth to this very day, so I suppose I can rectify that. But I've owned up to every single one of these mistakes and I, and, I, and then moved on. Uh, I'm not sure that the, the legacy stuff. You know, you, you talk about a, a Hogwarts legacy and, and transphobia. Those are words I don't want to be associated with because they're wrong. And you would say it's a damning legacy. But is Harry Potter a transphobic character? I don't really know. No one can answer that but Harry Potter. Is he fictional? I don't really know. What is fiction? Are we are we fiction in someone else's truth? I ask you, Mr. Wapner. And Ari. Do I regret telling him that he looked good in that suit? Yes, of course, because he doesn't. But that's okay. And Ari, I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I regret you, your existence. The sperm and the seed that created you, I regret you. But I do not regret business with you, Ari, because I love you. And I hope you know that. And I regret not telling my son Shane to stretch his quads before performing on an entertainment basis. But no, I'm not sure the legacy stuff. I'm not going to write it, so I don't know. I want to say, as someone who had an extraordinary amount of fun, great passion for what they did, and wound up doing the biggest deal he's ever done in his life, and, well, I just want to say that I believe I'm God. You know? Mr. McMahon, Mr. Gold, thank you for your time. Well, I'm not exactly finished. Yo, Vinny, I, I gotta call Vinny Chase. Can we be done? Well, you know, Ari, I told you I loved you, and I, and I hope you understood that. It was said on a contractual basis, but I, I don't really think you understand who you're talking to right now. My my family in the wrestling business is royalty. You know, if we were to engage in some sort of battle right now, Ari, because look on your face that you're giving me that I don't like, it'd be a royal rumble because of the, the bloodline of my family. Your family, of course, nothing to be proud of. Look at the last name, Gold. Was your family eliminated in some sort of a chamber at one point in time? Vince, I'm not going to take this, man. Don't make me call my entourage and close this deal. You don't hear me talking shit about WrestleMania, do you? I'm getting pissed, Vince. The shit you're saying is wrong. Well, maybe wrong on some sort of a intellectual basis, and that's fine. But what's with the backlash, Ari? You know, you're you're looking at me right now, and and your eyes, I can see, they're bloodshot, they're wide. Have I gone over the edge with my statements? I don't believe so, because you're looking at very much the man who is the king of the ring. And now I see you cocking your fists, Ari Gold, super agent of the stars, co-founder of Endeavor. Well, guess what? My, my hands, my muscles, they're fully loaded and engaged and ready to destroy you if necessary. And you know, when this deal closes in the summer and the paperwork is slammed down on my office, sorry, and the name on the contract reads Vince McMahon, you're going to come to me and say, Vince, please forgive me for what I've said. But Ari, you'll be unforgiven. I won't allow you to be forgiven, Ari. That day will be your judgment day. And you will die at my hands. You know what? This interview's over. It's late. I'm tired. Mrs. Ari needs to get fucked. And my favorite series on TV is coming on, Survivor. So I'm going to go. <clears throat> you know, notwithstanding, now that Ari's gone, I think I'll go myself. I heard that my favorite movie's on TV. Yeah, the sci-fi channel. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, 1997's Armageddon. So, 
I'm gonna go as well. What's wrong, Mr. Wapner? What's with that look on your face? Ha <laughs> ha Get it?